friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm what's left of your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and guy with just a sick metal helmet. <laughs> That's good. Alex Dandino. That was a good All right, one. guys. Today we take a magical first step in our magical stocking stuff for December. Uh, a month of films completely programmed by our patrons. I have to issue a Mercopa right up front. My son turned six yesterday, and as a rite of passage, we su- we took him to Kith's 15th last final tour. Uh, so we had a fucking night, dude. So my voice is weak and scraggly. So if you hear... It's not a repuberty. It is a enjoyed the shit out of Kiss too much. Uh, everyone knows the Kiss fucking rules. Ironically, they were playing music, and it wasn't just Gene Simmons hawking something. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. I think Gene would say that's fair. Uh, they still fucking crush. There is an attention to stagecraft and show that I feel like is lost. Like everyone makes fun of them as like they're the shittiest band of the seventies, and I'm like they annihilate. Everything I've seen in like Why the last he, 10 years. I did not know that was a thing. That like it's kiss. Well, again, they play simplistically, so they okay, sorry it's they're more not about Emerson the audience. Lake, sorry they're not Emerson Lake Palmer, you fucking nerds. Anyways. Yeah, not everyone's yo yo ma, bring it down a notch. That show <laughs> fucking ruled. Uh I can't hear anything because they fucking decided they needed to do like fifty five fireworks during the set and fireballs and it was a lot. So what I'm saying is I'm recovering from Kiss, but I think Kiss is the kind of perfect energy for today's movie Excalibur picked by Simia Canis we hope we're saying that right I believe it's an alias if not I apologize mea culpa again to mama Canis for not mea pronouncing culpa. your boy's name right or daughter it could be an alias I don't know but I wanted to say before we talk about the prog rock masterpiece of Excalibur a little business because even though I'm on the brink of death rock and roll death dude you need God gave Patreon to you. The so here we go. Yeah, we are on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash Pod. The best way to support the show. The best way to make sure you can pick a stocking stuffer next year. The best way to help you get your shows that you want to hear from your pals here at the Film Alchemist become creations. Uh, so we thank you for those of you who support us over there. We work very hard. We got a ton of cool stuff over there. Patreon.com. Mm-hmm. Slash Film Alchemist Pod. Mm-hmm. Also, the YouTube Film Alchemist, the email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on, so find us, chat with us. We're easy to reach out to and get a hold of. Make sure you go check out misfitparade.net. You can see some short horror stuff we're working on. Great stuff. We actually have a Christmas short coming out soon where you can see me as a murderous Santa. Check that off my old bucket list. Uh, also, make sure you're leaving five-star ratings and reviews so we can defeat those algorithmic women who just, like, decide they need power because dudes ruined their whole life legitimately. Right? That's, no, the algorithm's not Morgana, I mean, but it's something, yeah. That's something, sure, yes. It's a, this movie's got a lot to unpack. Uh, <laughs> things okay, were quite different hundreds of years ago. Uh, also, if you guys would be so kind, yeah, shoot out a personal message. To a friend you know who loves movies, let them know we're here. Bring them in to the Alchemist Ford. Guys, it's All right. the holidays. This is this is the time. Like we're doing, we do stocking stuffers for you because we love you. 
Yeah. All we ask is that you tell a friend, listen to this episode where they mm-hmm. say my name wrong, this movie that I yes. picked this year. Yes, that's right. See me, okay, Anus? Uh, gift your friend a year's subscription to our Patreon. Who knows? Great idea. Who knows? Maybe if you do that, we'll sprinkle something nice and extra. We'll see. Um, all right, we go back. Way back. Way back. The dark times before King Arthur fucking helped set up the imperializing coloner nation of colonizer nation of Britain. We go back to uh, 1981. So the year <laughs> was 1967. The happy days were over. The dark times were upon us. <laughs> Vietnam was coming. Drugs were coming. No. Um, this takes place in like an ancient fantasy version of Great Britain before King Arthur fucking got all those people mm-hmm. uh, in line. Right? There's a lot of pussyfooting around back in the day. A lot of evil stuff. I like it so much. It starts on like these epic grandiose shots of battle. Right? It's like Merlin's kind of chit-chatting with us. And uh, what did he say? Merlin finds Uther, who I thought was Arthur. Uther is Arthur's dad. Mm-hmm. Not a good guy. And he just goes, uh, pursue peace. And he just goes, a young, talk a young is for be- lovers, Merlin. I need the sword. And I was like, all right, so our opening thesis is peace is for pussies, brah. Let's rage. Yeah. A, young, a young Gabriel Byrne certainly leans into the being a shitbag parent. Yeah, the Uther Pendragon. Uther so Pendragon. So it's like, it, it's fully go time, right? It's 100% go time. Uther finds the lady in the water. It's this little hand that lifts the swords out. It's a really funny thing that they keep doing, right? Now Uther's like King Dumb Bro. Yeah. Right? He finds peace because they're like, oh, fuck, you got... Right? As Monty Python said, uh, having aquatic tots throwing swords at people is no system for proper governance. Right? The aquatic tart throws a sword at our Uther. And they're like, well, this guy who only has resting caveman face, he is clearly the one to lead. And within like a very brief window, they're just having like a rager right at the castle. It's like a post. We just killed a bunch of people. Rager. Let all the pores go back and die of infection. We're going to get fucked up. Right. And the guy just asked his wife. He's like, can you do something that is approximate to dancing? And Uther just goes. That's it. The war's back. The war's back off <laughs> in like the span of a dinner where they're all literally telling him, they're like, stop drooling on your armor. Yeah. Stop looking at her that way. What about the piece? He's just, uh, uh, pussy. And that's like, what starts. Uh, this is, yeah, like the movie. <laughs> I, okay. This is the first time I watched this movie. Yeah. Cause the Uther is like a, a little, this is like a little pre prelog we're doing right yeah like this we're is a doing prelude a little, to the real we're tale doing a prelude to the real like the real deal so this is so this is the first time i've actually watched this movie the whole way through i yeah. think i've seen clips um online like everybody else this this in this day and age first time i watched this movie the whole way through i'll be honest this was not the movie i expected to watch like this was yeah. i thought excalibur was more just like the like a period piece arthurian thing I think yeah, like I figured it was some you know I figured it was some sort of sword and sandal thing, like not necessarily that, but like at least like swords and probably a dragon, you know. Right. For it to be literally the sword and the stone, that was <laughs> I had to get over that very quickly because I was like, whoa, okay, sword and the stone, it's cool, we're doing this, like this is this. Fine. It is funny. I think a lot of American kids, that's like our Arthurian setting is the sword and the stone movie. That's yeah. So that 
Disney movie is the first like shot over the bow for a lot of kids. Yeah, when Which, he's like, "My brother K," you're like, "Fuck that guy." Yeah, like right. Fuck and I mean, K. I look, I lo- I love that cartoon. It's literally my favorite Disney cartoon, probably because I've watched it a million times, and my kid loves it, and so that's just part of the deal. I think what's fascinating about this movie is, yeah, so there's a lot of prologue, but like the Arthurian legend is so huge. Like, and this movie is like two, two hours 220. and 20, tw- right? 220, Which yeah. is a pretty decent runtime. Still not enough time to cover the legend of King Arthur. Like, it's the legend of King Arthur is huge. Like we when, are ripping um, through it, and the things they choose like, to keep in are baffling at times. <laughs> <laughs> the pace we're keeping is like you know, yeah, it's like uh, you know the twenties, like <laughs> we're at flapper. They just have some old flapper as an editor. Back in my day, back in my like, day, we, back in my day, we told this story in twenty minutes. But all right, do you have to wear those beaded curtains with every dress? Get back to editing cuts. We need cuts. Uh, it's, it's a huge mythology. But let's say for the story, mythology, <laughs> brisk pace at two hours and 20 minutes. Like we are getting through this. Um, it's very vignette because yeah. we just are doing this. It's, it's, it's like British prog rock Citizen Kane, right? Like we are really like watching like the whole from sexual assault conception yeah. to like long ass death from a belly wound. We are watching an entire scope of a man's existence, right? There are chunks of the movie where they just start taking wild, like, years-long dalliances. Um, I'll just start there. I thought that was a fucking wild place to start. Because at the, at the beginning of the movie, I thought Uther was Arthur. Because I don't know much about Same. Arthurian legend. Right? I think because I thought... I think because it's Gabriel... Again... And also, yeah, it's Gabriel Burns. So you're like, that's a guy who's like, like a the lead. the first movie for a lot of these actors. Yeah. Like, it's 81, so So like, you have your Patrick Stewart. Patrick you Stewart. You have your Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, Gabriel Byrne, Helen Mirren, uh, Siren yeah. Hines. Like, there are actors in this movie that are legendary now. Right. That are, and you don't like, think that the guy who looks like a sentient ferret is going to be the one who, like, <laughs> becomes the king. Yeah. But, so I was like, all right. So one of the things I liked and I'd like about this movie in mass is I like the the Uther, Arthur, the Pendragon line, let's say. Yeah. I like watching Merlin, like, he's essentially like a shitty Dumbledore. It's like I feel like there's just better, easier <laughs> ways to say and do what you want to do yeah. and help get your protege to, like, the end of the mission. Sure, sure, yeah. Like, I think we can all remember back in Harold Potter before that became the franchise that whose name we don't say anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're just like, Dumbledore, if you're such a good fucking wizard, like, just tell Harry what the fuck's going on and let him, like, be ready. Yeah. Like, teach him actual spells instead of being a piece of shit. Neither here nor there. Merlin's very much like that because he's just like, you know, oh, I dreamt of a dragon. Can you see the dragon's breath all around you? I've awoken him. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Merlin awoken a dragon because Uther is mad. Yeah. And then he goes, jump on your horse and ride the clouds. Your lust will carry you. Wait, what? What was that last part you said? Excuse me? Your, your, lust, your lust will, your, your erection Sorry, will float your horse across. Yeah, wait. Sorry, I, I'm not hearing you. This helmet, this helmet, I don't have ear holes. Sorry, this one. Goes, no. Hello? Yeah, the, the, the heft, the lusty heft of your giant <laughs> royal dong is going to lift you and your horse like the Goodyear blimp to the 
the Super Bowl of sexual assaults. And we're like, wait, okay, I did then, hear you, but I'm again, not processing. And then again, it's, sorry, heard that one? Can you say it again? That was very- I, Okay, so the problem was not my hearing, as I first thought. It's, it's the, the it's, comprehending it's, what you're it's, saying. It's is, my comprehension level. This I'm is tri- my fault. I'm tripping up. It's I'm tripping fault. up on the words, lang- language in our people are young. I'm having trouble with what you're saying. What? And he's like, ride your horse across the pluming cloud that is the dragon. Uh, here's a potion so you can look like that lady's husband. So essentially Merlin's great plan. And later in the movie, he's like, oh, it almost killed me. He never is like, man, I really regret this. He's yeah. just like, do you know how rough that was on me? And it's like, I know someone for sure that it was rougher on Merlin. Like, yeah. I know at least one I know yeah, at least so one person was He calls that. this guy out of his castle so he can go slaughter a bunch of poor villagers. And then he's just like, where's all Uther? And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's just murdering everyone. <laughs> and Uther just rolls up to the castle and he's like, send your bitch daughter away. It's time to plow. <laughs> And we just watch him fucking her, and then like every time the light gets a little more Vaseline, it cuts back to Uther's face and then to her husband's face. Yeah, and it is fucking insane. And then we cut to the little girl who's hearing her mom getting plowed, while she knows her dad has died on spikes. And you're just like, this is a fucking crazy opener that also is capped with not only is that a sexual assault, baby. And the guy who did it is going to... It's like a Revenge of the Nerds scene, but, like, played out mythologically. By the way, let's be clear. All this happens in the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie? Maybe less. Oh, short. Short, <laughs> dude. Because you're like, they're throwing a lot. This was just guys this. swinging swords. Because you start off just being like, man, they don't make them like they used to. Like, just a lot of extras and swords and horses. This is really cool. Yeah. And then you're like, this is... This is some concocting yeah. that Merlin is doing. This is crazy. Because then Merlin's like, not only am I going to empower you for for a rape, but the real point of it is that I get the baby. And it's like, you do not seem like a guy I'm sending a baby with into the woods. Like, that's not happening. Rightfully so. Sure. I, I, rightfully so. Grain's like, no, not my baby. No, I'm like, she gets it. She knows what's going on. This is this, Yeah, this and he's is, just like, fine, take it, lame. Yeah. Oh, great. Now mine's crying. The one that I chiseled to marry. She's crying. Great. Take the baby. And then. All right, fine. Uther has to get jumped and murdered in the woods. Is if okay. Merlin ain't also equally responsible can for what's I, been going down. Can I talk about this first? Yes, go. Because to be honest with you, <laughs> Uther's death scene. Like, I understand what's going on could not stop laughing because it was just like i was like jesus christ like wait he just gave up a baby and he's gonna die what is going on gabriel like, burns is going full crow magnet like he this. is hardcore in this like he's just yeah and i mean like he's coughing up blood and then fi- <laughs> again just to get us to what the, the stuff we're familiar with which is the sword the stone just to get us to a sword going into a stone i'm like Guys, we could have skipped this part. Like, I, I totally get it. Like, obviously, that guy's a bad guy. has to die. Like, we could have skipped him thrusting a th- sword into a stone. I did not need the literal <laughs> sword into the stone. Yeah, I didn't realize that sword and stone was a fucking metaphor for the sexual assault that raised Arthur. I know. Right? I know. With that like, predating. That was a new like, one. Disney left that out of the fucking yeah. prelude. Disney, Disney left the... Uh, 
in the uh, that little song they played at the very beginning. Disney left that one out. I'm gonna cram this sword in there, and only my I will say the, uh, <laughs> I will say the uh, opening words. Uh, again, not only is that obviously Griffy Catnip, but this one particularly was pretty cool. I gotta say, like it wasn't just a scroll; it was like a. Yeah. It's pretty Excalibur. cool. That was good. I liked that. I, yeah. I, this movie's crazy. And then just to find out that Merlin also is like, ew, gross. Raise this kid as your own. I'll be back when it's important and cool again. I was like, Merlin fucking sucks. And I think it's funny because like we grew up with the Disney one where Merlin was like this fun old like yeah. forgetful guy. He's like a, a Fellowship of the Rings Gandalf the Grey. Yeah. Right? We're like, look at this fun old wizard with his little owl Archimedes. Like, I like this guy. Right, he's just having too much fucking sugar in his tea. He's a fun guy. Yeah. Um, I was unprepared. And I don't know. Maybe British audiences were like, "We really want to stick to the truth of the story," which is Merlin is a fucking like yeah, Merlin rapist, is a crazy psychopath. Person. Like every other iteration of the Merlin Arthur gives legend, off like, Merlin is a fucking real. Dickhead. Yeah, like he's like a real unsafe looking, unsavory because they play him as this like inhuman thing. Yeah. So they play him as if he's like Peter Capaldi's Time Lord, mm-hmm. but also like will definitely help with murders and rapes. And you're like, that is not who I thought Merlin was because he's like, when you're a necromancer, it's lonely, lonely. And it's like, yeah, well, in my opinion, the whole, right, in my opinion, the and version. Then he's like, he meets later Helamir and he's like, mm, damn, I got to beat the cheeks, but I'm like, probably like a hundred <laughs> for years some old. reason. For some reason, Walt Disney was reading through the Arthur legend. He's like, hmm, I'm not sure this sexual assault accomplice is going to be the thing that gets the kids in the seats. This and is- Walt Disney's like, and I have some unsavory opinion, for sure. <laughs> Listen, but there's some things I believe guy no one else should know wild, about. This Merlin dude. guy is messed up. <laughs> if Merlin was at the party, I mean, that would be wild for the all The Disney of guys walk out. Did you hear him say that Merlin was messed up? Dude, we have got to make this work. <laughs> Don't get judged by Walt. That is getting judged by Walt wild. Disney. That's that's some low yeah. level shit right there. Yes, but it is funny uh, that like all this extra Arthurian shit is that which I just had no idea. Um, but I do think that opening of the movie is like this righteous little short film. Yeah, <laughs> I think it gets a little goofball for a minute once it turns into like the sword and the stones stone stuff. That, and it's um, fine because now all of a sudden he's like a true, true superhero. Um, the homie who plays Arthur, I yeah. at first thought his voice was dubbed. Is his voice dubbed? Is he not acting? You just think he had no bass because he looks like a guy who like can't put bass in his voice. <laughs> you know, is like when your kids got to get yelled at, and you're like, "Hey, Logan, <laughs> don't do that, Lo- Logan." You gotta like I can't do it too, but you like put that like bark in your voice, like you put is the that, bass in. It. Is that what it is? He looks like a guy who can't put bass in his. Because I thought I, I literally thought I was like I. He I looks re- like he's the, the guy on the Matrix who's like you see her. The first I designed time, the lady in the red dress. You want to bang? And you're like that's not like a heroic so, jib. So I rewound this the first time I heard him say dialogue. I rewound it like twice because I was trying to figure out if they had dubbed his voice. Or if that was like oh, his so he's like, speaking voice. Dang, I forgot the sword. Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> like so I, was, I was like, this is the situation where I was like... James Earl Joning Arthur. I was like, are they James Earl Jonesing this? I could not tell. Merlin. <laughs> so I was right, like, like it's that deep-ass daddy Does voice? Nigel yeah. Terry just walk around with a constant falsetto and they're like, we're not going to be able to do this. We were, like John Borman's <laughs> like, I can't, I can't make this work. 
Yeah, there's no way all these dudes throw down arms and are not throwing them directly at his face. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know because even the scene, it's like it's like insane. Like he gets his little sword, he's chasing Merlin, who's just being like a fucking prodigious cock as always. Yeah, he's like, yeah, everything's easy for you. You're a king, blah blah blah. You were born to be a king. I, I saw you from you, your mama who was raped, blah blah blah. And it's just like, whoa, slow the fuck down and tell him the important part that you are definitely a part of a criminal conspiracy. Um, you have a sister you don't know about. No, that's uh, Merle, you bury the lead there. Uh, you can't. Yeah, just he's just like a wild he ass. And over Arthur it. follows them, and he's pretty much just like, yeah, just get on a horse and run to Peace Stew's castle and join the fight. And he just jumps in and is fighting with no armor and just like whipping ass. And through his like good, generous heart, right? What we see is that King Arthur's vile or King Uther's vile black heart and his fucking. The original sin of Arthur has somehow made him, like, a cool dude. Yeah. Which is also a wild-ass narrative choice. Is that Arthur just all of a sudden is like, all right, I got this, guys. I'm going. It's like, well, your dad did some shit. Like, we were in the wars with your dad. Because the one guy goes, he is the son of Uther. And I was like, yeah, you don't want him coming into your tent at night. So you're like, just give this dude what he wants. Problem is, Peace Stew basically legitimizes the whole thing. Because he's like, I saw it with my own eyes. He yeah. pulled it from the stone. He's the king. I'm like, guys, yeah. hang on. Okay. We can't just base this on pulling the sexual assault stone, you know, pulling a well, sword from the sexual yes. assault stone. Like, And it is on. funny because I know yours was like uh, Sword in the Stone, right? The Disney? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was such a huge Monty Python, like preteen. Like mm-hmm. I used to do Monty Python bits yeah. as part of the speech team, which I was oh, on. Oh, yeah. So, you guys remember in your middle schools and high schools, the guys that just were getting all of the pussy? Yeah. Um, and they'd hang out at the speech meets with me, and it was like, guys, come on, stop. I, gotta, yeah, I don't remember I that, do but keep going, sure. You know, we were just, like, drowning in it. Like, you know we what? Really, if like, Uther, is, if of- Uther and Merlin are going to conspire to just glaze over sexual assault, I'll go along with this premise. Go for it. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> the, the crushing kings of your school, kings and queens of your school, were definitely in speech team. That right, was right. us. Of course. Speech and debate team, of course, which we absolutely. were crushing. And then the guys who are at the top of that fucking private pyramid mm-hmm. are the guys who do Monty Python bits. Oh yeah, well, as part of their scripted duos, those right. guys. What was I mean? What, kiss, kiss levels of slinging what, it. Sure. What was the What was the bit? What, what was so the bit? I actually wrote a script of like several bits. So as the the aquatic tarts throwing swords at you is no way to uh, run a business. We nice. did the opening with the uh, swallows and the coconuts. Okay, cool. The black knight, and we would end on the knights who say knee. Okay, nice. So, like, again, we had to, like, get some extra security on the doors. Right. We all had to wear anti-slip shoes. It was, that was fine. That was great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so We cool. were crushing. So, so, so back, to, I, back to reality. My, my King Arthur basis <laughs> is 1,000% Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Mine Which is, is probably even a worse place for it to start. But. I saw Monty Python when I was seven, so it was that plus. It's like in my top ten it's favorite that, movies. It's to that this day, plus I can sword almost quote it word for word. It's that plus Sword in the Stone, or the, like the that's the Arthur legend I know. So yeah. like, one is a like whole one is an entire bit, like an entire bit for yeah. a whole movie about what what, uh, what what King Arthur is, and the other one is Disney. So well, I struggle a little with King Arthur stuff, right? Because like. Uh, Arthur and them sieging, helping take back Patrick Stewart's castle is legitimately fucking metal. Yeah. You're just oh, like awesome. the sets, the extras. There's stuff, the, 
there's stuff in Arthur Legends that are that is really cool, like the Green Knight, like that kind of shit is. Some yeah. of that is really it's fun. Yes, you're right. You're right. I'm like but, cool. Like is that maybe scene, the wrong scene word, is cool. You know, cool. Then we cut to hey, I've got armor, and when he jousts Lancelot. I was like, jousting has to be the dumbest shit that's ever I, been made I or put to it. film. They're just riding with sticks, and then he gets knocked off his horse, and he's like, sword, sword. And it's like, oh, he's got his little bitch boy to bring him a sword? Like, knights are stupid. Like, let's just be upfront. <laughs> of all of the, like, fantasy characters and realms, like, the knights are lame. Well, remember, it's just it- guys <laughs> in tin cans that can't move very well, and there's no knight fight. There's literally no knights fighting in full armor. That the doesn't only time make me jousting's laugh. been cool was that was that like the third episode of Game of Thrones when the mountain who rides does the exact same thing, gets dispatched like sword, grabs a sword and like chops the horse's head in half, and you're like, okay, that was cool, but that was after the joust. Yeah, I'm way more <laughs> killing humans than animals on film. No, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying killing I'm horses. I'm with you though. Is cool. At least you're like Game of Thrones was, was like. Game of Thrones was so fucking cool at that time. You're yeah. like, whatever they do is cool. No, even in Game of Thrones, jousting is fucking stupid. But see, it was after the joust. You know what's cooler that cool. <laughs> is when they put the mountain against the viper, and the viper's like, I don't have to wear the duck. Like, I think we just grew up on Wizard of Oz, so they don't, they look like the Ten Man. You're like, the Ten Man's not yeah, cool. Agreed. Night well, fighting no, the viper's is like, not I don't, cool. I'm, I'm good. If you put them in a big battlefield, you're like, now there's thousands of little like fucking Ten Men right. cosplaying on Hollywood Boulevard. But see, That's what we did cool. was we saw that guy be awesome. We're like, okay, cool. Let's make him Star Wars now. So, like, that was the end of that. Yeah. So. It's just knights aren't cool. Knights are- like, knights in armor fighting is fucking it's, stupid. It's 10 minutes. Any movie that has a joust in it and it's supposed to have dramatic stakes, I can't give a fuck about it. We've already talked about Jousting this on the Knight's Tale. Jousting is the dumbest. Knight's Tale is hard. Knight's Tale, that is the hardest part about the Knight's Tale is you're just like, jousting? Really? That's- right, because, like, Lancelot and him are in this, like, epic battle, and it just looks like two toddlers swinging pool noodles at each other. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. not cool in any way, shape, or form. Like, they can't walk. They're falling down. And then it's, like, Arthur cheats, but, like, he learns his lesson within, like, five seconds. The lady in the water's like, ah, 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 ah. Like, she's some kind of fucking old British fucking watery Nedry. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, because just like he's like, oh, I cheated and I ruined Excalibur. She's like, all right, here's a new one. You come from a good family that makes good choices, so I'll trust you one more time. Again, the Arthur legend is so just like, especially watching Excalibur too. Like, I've read a couple, you know, I've read a couple of like, you know, like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's stuff. You know, you read some Arthur legend shit. Didn't and then he you do just, Sherlock Holmes. What's that? He did Sherlock Holmes and wrote King Arthur legends. Yeah, he's, I mean, he also wrote a. Nice. Uh, didn't he write? Didn't he, who wrote a? Uh, I don't know. Well, he doesn't matter. The Great Mouse Detective, probably. That was him. <laughs> I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I think you're. Now that movie rips. There's another. There's Neither another. There's, there. another there's another Disney ism from our childhood that. Yeah, I will say that I thought that fight was stupid, but there is, there is like a fantasy quality that I really like to this movie. Like, oh yeah. For me, it's I like mean... the jousting is so dumb. And then the, all of their, like, little fucking creeds and oaths. I'm like, this is stupid. But then, like, the lady in the water comes. Then Merlin's spouting wise. Then Helen Mirren shows up. Okay, so Helen Mirren and shows you're like, up and now sort of sets it up. And you're like, now it would be impossible for me to be more invested in this movie yeah. than I am. So, so young Helen Mirren goes, sets it off. I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but I was writing a project years ago with our friend Stevie B. And I told him, I was like, you know what? 
church because he was like a Broadway guy. He wanted to like make plays that would like play big theaters. With. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you should do an Iron Maiden musical and just fucking use Iron Maiden songs. Yeah. And I had written one called The Klansman. Klansman. Which immediately was like, that's not a great title. Not like, a great it's C-L-A-N, Klansman. It's Still. one of the best Iron Maiden tracks. And we were all like, well, that's got to get workshop. Yeah. But essentially, I just wrote like a shitty Macbeth about this Klansman who was driven from his tribe and he meets like the witches, right? And had all these Iron Maiden songs. And I was like, this movie really defaults to how I thought my Iron Maiden musical would go. Because <laughs> it's like, it starts off, it's a little, it's a little dipshitty, right? With them like, we have honor and codes and we're brothers and we're friends. We sit at a fucking circle table. It's like, all right, dude, we live in 2023. Circle tables are pretty stupid. Like, we don't really care about circle tables that much. By the way. And then all of a sudden, Helen Mirren's like, I'm here to do dark sex magic. And you're like, fuck yeah. That is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that part's dude. cool. By the way, how yeah. often for all the honor and code these guys have, do they just break it constantly? Like, every time, every opportunity. Well, let's talk about, like, a thing the movie needed to do a ton better on was the, probably, like, one of the most famous love triangles in storytelling history mm-hmm. is Arthur and Lancelot and Guinevere, right? Yeah. And Guinevere is such a second-class citizen in this story. Yeah, it's pretty... Like, doesn't matter. This movie's kind of doing, like, Amelie, which we talked about last week, where it's, like, eight narratives that you Very kind of have to know about. Very dude-heavy story. But yeah, so Guinevere just has no fucking say in her own. And she's literally just played as like, look at this cheating piece of shit. Right. And it's like, all right, well, when your husband's like, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, hey, it's our anniversary. Like, did you bring me flowers? No, I was born to be of legend shit, dude. I don't pick flowers. You're like, that's not good. I can see how Guinevere would be cold. And Lancelot is even more of a two dimensional. Like, I am everything right. He's like the He-Man action figure without the fun menagerie yeah. or battle cat. And right. it's like, so the idea that he just says, well, I love Arthur, so that means I've got to love you. Right. And they just have like four unrequited love, like, stares. And then she's riding off into the woods to get fucking clapped up. Mm-hmm. Like, that part of the movie is way too fast and not done well. The thing that makes it work in this movie and I wanted your opinion on this. Sure. This movie seems to default to excusing a lot of bad behavior and stupidity because the movie is constantly asking us how in control of their actions are anyone in this movie versus if Merlin already sees everything so clearly, right? Merlin is this stand-up for, like, the Christian God. If someone has all knowledge and foresight... Are we actually in control of our actions at all? What did you make of this really short, like, love triangle and then the possibility that they were just destined to get it in? (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you. I think it's kind of a, I think it's kind of a literary cop out to do that. Like, I don't. It feels a little bit like we were telling, like, ancient peasants, like, hey, man, not your neighbor's wife. Yeah, like, again, I think this is the thing about King Arthur that's kind of complicated. Because King Arthur is, like, such a, in my opinion, such, like, a deeply. It's a culturally important story for a place we're not from. It's a culturally important story. I'm not from So take away that great pool and just look at Yeah, so, like, if if you take away the actual, like, Arthurian literature as, like, what it is, like, which is, like, second to almost, like, 
sort of like the way the Bible works. It's like these stories of right and wrong, that kind of shit. So if you take that away and just talk about Excalibur as it is, I think it's kind of shitty to tell your characters who have free will, hey, uh, just do whatever you want. Uh, you know, I mean, there's no consequence. Like to yeah. tell your characters that essentially there's no consequences because everything is predestined. They're like, oh, yeah. cool. So I was meant to cheat on everybody and like fuck what, fuck whatever I wanted. Like, there's yeah. something about that that is like, it takes the piss out of the story so badly that you're just like, I don't, I don't. I don't and know. Arthur, like, yeah, he was born to do legend stuff, so he can't be human. So like, he really just stabs his sword between him. He's just more like, oh, you should have invited me. I would have loved this. Yeah. Like he's some kind of old timey cuck. <laughs> it's like he doesn't seem mad like he goes after him like they should fight to the death. Yeah. Like but instead should... he just goes and he's like, I'm going to get real sad now. Tons of peasants are going to starve to death. And a lot of my knights are going to end up in this fucking gnarly tree set, which is very cool. Which is very cool. But, but not yeah, so the best way like... to govern again. So, yeah, his whole like. <laughs> again, the whole thing is. OK, so he gets. uh uh, what, what, who is it? Um, oh, shit. Uh, after Mordred, after the Percival. Mordred thing, when he gets, no, after the Mordred thing, when he gets, uh, when he like, I don't know, turns old or whatever happens to him. Oh yeah. Again, it's just like, he's because, just, all right, we're dropping, we're a lot. So Morgana, she gets the polyjuice potion from Hogwarts. <laughs> right. And you're like, this is another example of stupid Harry Potter magic. You're like, Hogwarts would be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Right? Neither here nor there. Um, She goes and she bangs Arthur. He's like, oh, yeah. she must have fucking hot-footed it back from the fucking woods and wants makeup sex with me. No, it's his sister banging him. And she's like, boom, got your seed in right. this fucking old-timey Ziploc. I got your seed. Thanks for that, bitch. And then Arthur's like, no, you've drained me. <laughs> and so now he's like ghostly Arthur and he's like, wait a sec. You know what I need? I, I need a fucking Yeah, cup. so he's like struck by lightning or something. That was the Yeah, he hits him in his armor. Yeah. So he's like, oh, God, the only thing I can do is pretty much every single one of you guys goes out and tries to find the holy ground. Like, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. All you one guys second. are going to die and get eaten by crows hung from your neck. One uh, second here, sir. All of my people. Are you saying the Jesus chalice is what's going to bring you back to life here? <laughs> so now, now, now. Yeah, and no one's like, hey, have you ever um, seen this cup? Like, yeah. you remember where you saw it last? Like, is there but No, just, like, walk around and be sad as shit. Yeah. Um, and in your moments where you're sad as shit, uh, the, the couple, like, maybe, Again, maybe find like, you. This is, another like, thing uh, that, this is another thing I have a problem with, with, like, the Arthur legend in general, is, like, like, because again, this is another, this is another, like, why, like, we're so just, like, fractured with this whole thing. Because the first experience I have with, uh, first experience I have with the Arthur legend is not only the Sword of the Stone, but Monty Python. So, like, the Monty Python of it all has this, like, you know, uh, he prays to God and those kinds of things. Like, okay, cool. That's, I get it. Quit groveling. Yeah. I can't stand groveling. It's always, oh, God. <laughs> So he's like praying to God. So that was the first. So watching well, the this first today, time you see Monty Python's Holy Grail for the rest of your life, you're like, inherently, the quest for the Grail is a pretty stupid and farcical <laughs> affair. Yes. It's hard However, to ever take that seriously again. But there's like so much magic and shit going on in Excalibur. So that when he says the Holy Grail, I'm like the Jesus cup, 
wait, is yeah. Jesus a part of this? What well, is this happening? this is where Merlin, he's telling Morgana, he's like, my time has come to an end. He's like, the time of the one God will replace the many. And yeah, I was like, I, this is the part so I'm like, oh, Jesus is doing on. battle in heaven also like this. Are we doing, are we doing this? Are we going to have, but see, this is again. The <laughs> was Jesus made hours. like Arthur? Because that's wild. The that movie is, is not... two hours and 20 minutes long and we go so fast. I'm like, right. That's a movie right there. Well, it's also the handing yeah. over of the religion. <laughs> It's also a pat on the back for us modern writers that, you know, back then there weren't as many narrative examples and rules. So they were really just writing horse shit a lot of the time. Like, what will scare poor people yeah. to where they won't kill us with their pitchforks there's, when there's we're not like giving this them food? Ultimate, there's really, like, one of my all-time favorite comedy bits is George Carlin talking about the Ten Commandments. And he puts yeah. it best, which is, like, there's a bunch of guys who, a bunch of political and religious hustlers got together. The new people were basically stupid and wouldn't believe anything they were told. So what they told them was that God gave them commandments up on a mountain where nobody else was around. You're like, all right, cool. No notes, no input, no (laughs) No input, no nothing. Just God had given them 10 commandments to live their, live their life by. And this is sort of the same thing with, but like, again, yeah. Yeah. Like when Merlin's like, see Patrick Stewart be like, he's a 12 year old bastard. But, like, he got the sword. I'm, like, going to get a lot of my best friends murdered over this. <laughs> and you're like, it is fucking stupid. Like, it's really stupid. And I think it one thing that we're bad at, and I think it's because we were raised in America, and like, I was raised very Christian. Yeah. I think it's hard for people like us and our families to admit that people in the time of Jesus were essentially dumber than, like, the average third grader today. And it's not their fault. The, no, the Earth there was, was just the less information available. There was less information. There wasn't as much time to just sit and learn information. They also thought but the people world back then, was, at a basic the level, big. yeah, at a basic level, people back then were like small children. Yeah, like when my kid is hiding in a fucking Amazon box, and he's like, "Dad, this is my fortress," and in here, um, snakes drink coffee with me, and uh, poop is my laser that shoots out of my gun. That's how everyone lived back then. Yeah. They just lived in a world and they're like, oh, that guy walked on water. Oh, you didn't see it either. Dope. Let's just believe that. Right. Oh, that guy's the king because some lady in a lake gave him a sword where no one's ever around to witness this. Yeah. Literally no one. Lancelot's blacked out. No one ever witnesses Arthur getting the fucking sword from the lady in the lake. So it's like. Okay, this is a good way to, like, do everything in our life. Wait, no, everyone thinks Merlin's just okay? Like, the first ever archetype hot topic manager is just someone we're going to let, like, whisper into our ears all the time? Okay, sick. Because Arthur will be like, Merlin, what's the best quality in a night? And he's like, mm, hard answer. And I'm like, whatever he says, don't believe it. Like, for yeah. sure, it's not going to be right. And he's like, truth. And you go, damn, Merlin doesn't have a mirror. Now Merlin's saying the truth is the most important quality. Hmm. Hmm. The king of the fucking polyjuice and training my sister to come rape me. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird... You have to strip out... Every movie, you got to give them one, right? Mm-hmm. And in this one, the one you have to give the movie is a complete and total Jurassic Park style flipping the breakers on reason. Yeah, you're like, you know what? I think, again, yeah. that's what makes watching the movie that much more enjoyable because you do just like. Well, if you don't really break it down, off, you're just like, the performances are fun. The movie looks 
Oh, Did you like, know? This movie has so much style. I was re- so I was reading um so I was reading the Wikipedia page for this. Apparently, John Borman went in and pitched this, and they're like, "No, no, no, that's way too expensive." But you can do Lord of the Rings if you want. And he's like, "I, I was reading this like what? Lord of that's the Rings wild. is like so much less expensive than." Arthur, I'm like, imagine wow. the Excalibur version of Lord of the Rings, where it's just Holy all those shit. books squished into one. Dude, everyone be fucking. It's, like, yeah, dude. it's just a three-hour orgy <laughs> with a couple of sword Wait. swings. I know that ring slide around in here somewhere, <laughs> but I don't want to reach in the pile again. I don't know if I have the strength. Let me carry the load. Not now, Sam. You've already had three loads. <laughs> Jesus. Let I'll carry the load. I don't think you can carry this Who one, Who keeps Sam. putting a potato in me? We've got serious stuff to do. I'm going to put a potato up your ass. Like, it's... We're so childish. It's so it's just like, like... How dare we impugn Arthurian legend when we're so dumb and childish? I know. We are We are the people. We are the We are the people who read the first Bible. Just like, uh, sure. Sounds good. Great. Yeah. No, even they had some dignity. <laughs> what they lacked in intelligence, they probably beat us in dignity by a lot. That's true. They're like, uh, we are children. All right. Well, you know, I wasn't going to kill anyone anyways, but I guess there's rules now. So, you know, right. it's fine. Yeah, I, I love the style of this. Again, Mordred's the, armor is awesome. Oh, my God. I mean, dude, it just looks the first beautiful. time I saw that, I was like, that is fucking killer. Oh, my God. Dude. They just, this is one of those I had like a real like old man moment where I was like, they just don't make them like they used to, man. Yeah. And there is, even though knights are fucking stupid, like the most overrated thing in fantasy are knights and horses, not the riders of, of Rohan or whatever. That shit is cool. Yeah. Because they, they look like they have like leather and shit, but whatever. I'm not here to debate ancient armors because I'm sure there are people nerdier than me that'd be like, actually, but it is cool when the fog rolls in. And the knights like Arthur's like, let's go with the old ways, bro. They won't know how few of us there are, and they're just riding around. And just the way the light glints off of the swords and armor and these fast motions, and there's just so many bodies around. Like yeah. I miss these old fantasy epics where there are just battles with lots of fucking bodies. Yeah, like it is awesome. It is cool. And this movie looks, and even that final shot, dude, is Mordred fucking runs Arthur through, mm-hmm. and then Arthur runs him through, and that fucking bright red sun is glinting off of all of those dead knights. Like, dude, it's fucking, this movie is beautiful. Beautiful. There's just, the movie has these, it, it, I mean, you know, it's just, you have to have you have to be on set for it. You have to be you can't be on and I'm not saying you can't do it like on one of the the you know digital screens, but there is something to be said for just oh yeah, it's that time of day, let's shoot you it. You cannot like, recreate this kind of like extra little awesome. magic digitally. Yeah. You just can't. It's just it's just something else, man. Like it is just There's like, like a breath to the scene, right? When you see these guys like actually like breathing heavy and, and look, it's just I'm not, different. I'm not saying I'm a great actor. I don't think Nigel Terry is the greatest Arthur I've ever seen on screen, but I certainly... He's pretty good. Once I figured out that it wasn't him being overdubbed, he wasn't getting James Earl Jones, it was fine. Like It was like, okay, cool. It was great. Yeah, again, no. Was there's good. so much to pack into a two-hour movie. Again, like flip the right. breakers and just set your mind to, like, this isn't going to be a reasonably paced... This is going to be a unreasonably paced epic to get through, like, eight stories well right because we're doing this arthur's whole life right Mm -hmm. he's looking for rosebud yeah the rosebud arthur story but then we like let's do a detour and just have percival fucking struggling yeah 
to find the cup. And you're like, this section of the film is fucking awesome. Like, among my favorite parts in the film is him finding the tree full of knights. Him and Morgana, he won't fucking drink Morgana's cup. Like, that section of Percival. Just, and then he just runs back with a cup and Arthur takes a sip. He's like, ah, I didn't know how empty I was till my soul was filled. Let's go, bitch. And you're like, yeah, Percival's mission, great. Morgana in Merlin having their little usurping battle where she learns the spell of making. And she's like, you old fool. And then he's in an ice block, and it looks like fucking Superman, too. You're like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. Uh, and then when Merlin wakes that? up, and he's like, now I am also like Freddy Krueger, a rapist who is a dream. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we talk about the like the ghost the ghost Merlin that shows up like the first time you see uh first time you see Morgana in that like we yeah. that whew. man Helen Mirren is so hot dude yeah Merlin Kruger shows up and immediately is still like damn I wish I wasn't a dream I yeah, wish right? I was a quit dream because I would still get it in and you're like Merlin we both agree on that I think just yeah. different paths yeah right you like you have taken a creepier darker path yeah, like I can't a little, follow you where you're going got a little weirder um, with this but you know. Yeah, well, it's so funny now because everyone's like, Helen Mirren's like a super hot old lady, and you're like, she was brother, you should go back and watch. Yeah. She has always been. She has been hot. One forever. of the ones. Yeah. Yeah. She is Not to reduce not. the great Dame Helen Mirren down to just an object of no. attractiveness, I mean, but like, Jesus. She's a fantastic H. actress, but she has been a looker for And there, there's the thing, it's like a lot of, I think a lot of young men, you make this foolish folly where it's like all about like what physical attributes someone has. There are just moments when she looks at the camera and you're like, yeah, she really does have magic. Like, whatever it is, she is there is a fucking dark, dark, sensual magic in that woman. Yeah. But she's great, right? And he makes her breathe the dragon's fire. So I guess in a way it is a fucking a dusty dream, a gassy dream, whatever. That's Again, not great. It's just the set piece. Because he goes, really ah, cool. you've stayed unnaturally young. He's like, is there even any magic left to you? She's like, fuck you, Merlin. She creates the smoke, and then Mordred comes in, and she's like a severely old lady. Yeah, she's like decrepit. right. She's like fifty-one in Arthur years, <laughs> and Mordred's like ew, gross, and smacks the fuck out of her and chokes her, because <laughs> she just goes, ah, oh, my boy, and he's like, that's true. Mom's never done anything untort. I better choke and murder this lady right you know now. What? You know what's weird too? Okay, so she, because you you've done art department when she's like exhaling the the fire the the dragon breath. How are they doing that? That was really cool. Fog machine. Out of her mouth? Yeah, what you would do is you have, because she's kind of sideways to the camera. Yeah, yeah. So you tape the tube down and have it like pressing right into the mouth. Or you can do like a U shape where it kind of goes in the mouth, like right. and follows the cheek line. So it's really coming out. You just got to hide that entry. I was going to say it was coming out with her breath. And I was like, is there something I. They do that with vomit too. You you shoot a kind of profile. So it can either be right, right on the side the of the face. The vomit one I knew about. I didn't know they Or did you go into machine. the mouth with the tube. And yeah, okay, you just turn on cool. a fog machine. It'll pump out a lot of fog. Very We've cool. done some stuff like that. Not Very to this cool, cool of a level. But I did like, and I was like, wait, wasn't she like maybe eight years old at the max when Arthur was conceived? I was like, you're really, like, unfair to women in this movie. It's like, she aged like an old dog turd. <laughs> and Arthur's just got a little dry shampoo in the beard. Yeah. Like, come on, that is unfair for sure. To the point where Mordred sees her just in her natural age, and he's like, <laughs> That whole sequence. I, An aging I, woman. That whole sequence, I almost like, I also almost woke up Andrea started laughing. It's like, oh, my yeah. God, he just smacked her and started choking her. It's so ridiculous. I mean. 
I think Mordred and Lancelot are where the movie needed a lot more time. Because there's yeah. even this segment where Percival finds, like, whacked out old cult leader Lancelot. Mm-hmm. I was like, to me, that's how you frame the movie. It's Lancelot dealing with the guilt, like, retelling wanna, these fever dreams. I wanted to read a little more because I don't remember Guinevere deciding to go to a convent after... <laughs> She found Again, that. I think this movie just hates women. She and got it's like, we're just going to put her ass where she belongs. After that she lady. almost got double teamed, I was like, I think that's probably not where she went. Yeah. But whatever, it's fine. Uh, that's there, pretty lame. It's like, dude, she is a queen. Like, she does legitimately have a title. Where, like, like, if Arthur's taking a long nappy nap, like, I don't think you can just remove her ass. There is legitimately, like, throughout this movie, like, ladies, shush, get out of the way for the men so we can do this story. <laughs> yeah. So much. Yeah. To a point where you're like, yeah, I don't know if I'm okay with that. Even yeah, in, even in 81, people are probably like, geez. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Mordred and Lancelot could have been used to much greater effect. But there's still, there's just so much fun fantasy in the movie. I think the movie fails the more it becomes realistic. Yeah. Like, when we're doing, like, actual, like, knights and politicking, it doesn't do a great job. When it's kind of these big prog rock pieces, it is so good. Yeah. Right? And then at the end, I, I guess I've never understood the, like, We'll throw the sword back to the tot, the aquatic tot. And, like, another king will come when it's time. And I was like, so does that mean it's just, like, Arthur's, like, peace, I'm out. And it's just, like, full-on fucking anarchy? Like, is there any reason to believe Percival wouldn't have been equally as good as a king? Is just the one, the chosen one, the ill-conceived, literally chosen one? Like, I don't know. I, You know, I think that, because I'm, and again, I could be wrong, because I don't live in england and i didn't grow up there i don't know if maybe well i think you're with me right i, th- I think we all think that the monarchy is pretty fucking stupid period yeah but beyond that like just for what british arthur, people love that shit for just what arthur is in terms of lore like yeah. arthur is sort of like a british jesus in a lot of ways i think Oh, for sure. And, like, one of the most influential tales. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a lot saying... of people have used the the inspiration and knowledge of yeah. Arthurian legend to write almost everything we like. But that's so, like, I think with, with that being said, the sword, the ex- sword of Excalibur being thrown back to the Lady of the Lake is sort of like Jesus returning to heaven, kind of. Like that power, that seat of power. Oh, I see what you're saying. Returning to heaven, maybe. I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not smart, so like, there's. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, be weird. cool, British people, because someday a guy with no qualifications is going to be taking a skinny dip. Someday, some dope white's going to be in the skinnies, and he's going to find. <laughs> I think this was back when everyone in Britain just thought they were dope whites. Yeah, this was. This was. This was. Before. I don't think that was a problem they were grappling with yet. Very much. <laughs> i just uh it's just it's just kind of a bizarre medley it's, it's a weird movie yeah it's a like watching a rock concert yeah it's like watching a rock a rock concert yeah like i remember there's a led zeppelin dvd i used to have in college i'd watch all the time and they just do these cutaways to like these weird short films and i was like how is this worth interrupting my led zeppelin watching for this there's that's kind of so, how i feel about um, this movie when I when I transferred to San Diego State, I had to take a music class, and I was fine with that. But um, I wasn't playing. In it. I mean, like I can play guitar, but I don't. I don't. I don't want to play guitar for a class. So you could take a different class called History of Rock and Roll, 
and our teacher was this big like prog rock school dude. of rock class yeah so once we got through like the history of blues and all that other and a lot of like history of blues history of jazz that kind of thing once we got to like the 70s and we started talking about like moog synthesizers and that stuff i swear to god we watched so much emerson lake and palmer footage and i like and this is how I this is this is why I bring this up. This is how I feel about because you say prog rock concert to me. I'm a prog rock guy, and I like I as love the, prog as rock. the Atlantic like dubbed it the whitest genre of music ever made. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not saying that prog rock isn't dope. Like we had a great, you know, we have a great time. You know, um, they but, said that shit over country music, dude. What's that? That's wild. Yeah, that's pretty. The Atlantic nice. said that prog rock is the whitest genre. All right, well, that's the Atlantic. Um, I I also. So we watched all these Emerson, Lake, and Palmer videos, and this is, how, this is the way I would encapsulate my experience watching Excalibur. You're watching Emerson, Lake, and Palmer videos, and you're like, wow, that guy's very talented playing this huge keyboard, and he's just like plugging things in here and there, and you're like, oh, wow, he's yeah, changing. You're like, <laughs> a guy with a keyboard changing fucking aux chords just can yeah. never look cool. Changing aux chords, I'm like... That's not as cool as I think anyone thinks it looks. He's like, like the total effect is good, but like yeah. you know, the changing chords is like nice. Overall, jousting. the overall is like okay, that's an interesting thing to do with that instrument. But then, like when you think about the technicality, technicalities, you're like, that's literally a guy doing this. The long part where he's just doing like a three minute soundscape between songs, you're like, that's cool. where it's like, hey, maybe don't help Uther do what he did. Yeah, like we could have got. I that don't section, need but- a fifteen minute. I don't need a 15 minute Moog solo with you like unplugging and replugging the yeah. you know sterilizer or whatever it's called. But overall this movie you just but like let great. it like blow you away and you're but like, you're just yeah, like there's so really cool, much though. to love in this movie. Absolutely. Awesome. And it's great weird cuz I think what most of what is not to love in this movie is just like old-timey Arthurian yeah. shit. What's what's not to love is things that you shouldn't love like sexual assault yep. and all the other bad things that these guys are doing. Jousting. Jousting, Jousting is, is fucking stupid. stupid. Almost every sport on a horse is fucking stupid. I want I will remind anyone who's listening yeah. who's saying, What about Knight's Tale? All the cool stuff in a Knight's hey, Tale you know happens what? Knight's not Tale is in the jousting. Fucking stupid too. <laughs> Knight's Tale is super stupid. Okay, it's not, but all the un- I'm here to help you. All the, the next cool time you're stuff at a party and someone is, not is like jousting related. Someone is like blow my pubes off with your amazing taste in movies. Don't say a knight's tale is cool. A knight's tale is a very well, fucking. If someone has that at the ready as they're like, this is the coolest movie ever. That's a problem to begin with. Neither here nor there. Well, I'm here to help those people. They don't need you. You're not going to be cool because it has fucking Queen songs in it. Anyways. A knight's tale has an exceptionally good cast trapped in a series of bad choices. That's what that movie. Much is. like Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> Much like it's grandpappy Excalibur. No, Excalibur kicks the shit out of a nice dude. Totally Let's not fuck ass. around. Yeah. Uh, Simia Canis, thank you for your selection. Great thank pick. you for your continued Great support. Start. Great start to this year, this year. I was stoked to watch Excalibur. Um, I fucking love this movie. This movie's like right in my wheelhouse. I do love it. All right. So, guys, you know the deal. If you want to be one of our patrons and have a chance to get your stocking stuffed, Go to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod and support the show. Some other things you can do to support the show. The YouTube is filmalchemist. Subscribe there. The email is filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on the socials. Leave those five-star ratings and review. Go to misfitparade.net. Subscribe over there if you want to see short films that we're involved in helping make. 
um, hopefully some longer films soon. Great, it's great stuff, guys. Yeah, so we would appreciate that a lot. Also, just let your friends know what we're doing, man. That means the world to us. Maybe this season, if you enjoy spending time with us, give the gift of uh, our Patreon to someone else. Anyway, we look very forward to this month. We love doing this for our patrons every year. They are the lifeblood of this show. They are the sword that gives us mandate to keep doing this show. So thank you all for that. Thank you especially to Simia Canis. Uh, for the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Tandino. 